You're watching the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network.
remember what it was. <laughs> what was it? Ah. <laughs> Absolutely right. Next. Can you, can you tell us what it says? She's got the power of life and death. Okay. Uh, next table. Whoever's, whoever's next, let's go. Grab you some food. That's a vehicle. Yeah, SUV. Oh. Getting food. Um, what are some other things that stood out from last week's discussion? Let's get some folks. And so now that we got people on, we have to use your mic so that they can hear you online. Because this sounds crispy online. It's like a talk show online. It's beautiful. Anybody? Anything that stood out from last week? I know. Oh, I know for me last week, one of the things that stood out for me I got to watch it online, which was really cool. Um, that the tongue, the power of the tongue is like a hand. And you can use that hand to beat somebody up with your words. I was like, oh my goodness. And so we're going to dive deeper into that this week. We're going to talk about words that heal, but we're also going to go deeper into words that hurt. Make sure that number one is up. I think the main one is down. Go ahead. Yep. Give me a little more about it. Hey. There we go. Oh, um, it's kind of like the phrase of words could kill. Oh, so it's like looks you kill, say words could kill. <laughs> and then like you hurt, mm -hmm. man. You be saying words could kill, you sliced up. Man. <laughs> Maya. It was a note. What Miss Taya has said. She said, you have a negative outlook on life because you're always complaining and 
Anybody else? Anything stood out from last week? We got any folks on on uh, YouTube, Facebook? Got a couple of people on Zoom. No comments. No comments. Okay. All right. All right. Once the last stragglers grab their food. We're going to let Brother Caban grace us with his poetic, smooth sounds. You got to come stand in front of people, too. Mm-hmm. Anything else stood out from last week that really, I think, I know, I don't know what that is, the conversation of just the, uh, I think when you guys were talking about insults, I was like, wow, because sometimes we, we, we like play around with insults. That's like just the way people talk. And that could be considered abusive or that could be compounding mm-hmm. someone's prior or previous abuse. Just, and we think we're being funny. I just insulted her. Because I was like, um, I'm sorry, but I don't know what you're talking about. I insulted her. Because I was like, sure, you go ahead. Because you, you're skinny. Oh. That, that, and she was like, Miss Ty, that's abuse. And I said, I, I, I cleaned it up. Cleaned it up. Cleaned it up. Got to grab your mic. It amazes me that even certain things can vary uh, between cultures. Because, for instance, things like the Yamama jokes, we would do that jokingly within our culture, but in another culture, you couldn't do your mama jokes. It would be considered. Oh crazy. man, it was bad when I was growing up. Everybody talked about everybody's mom, and that just was. Oh my goodness. This is awful back then. All right. Well, Kaban, you got the stage. So this is a poem that Pastor loops me into that he didn't really get permission to do, but uh, it's not just funny. Whoa, 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 it's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. So uh, I was asked to do this poem about intrusive thoughts. And so before I started, just wanted to give a definition of intrusive, where it's really defined as uh, something that's out of the ordinary, something that you wouldn't necessarily think about. 
uh, uh, like before, right? It could be alarming, it could be random, it could be totally unrelated, um, but it's something that pops up in your head that you don't know where the original place comes from. And so just using that as a way to guide this poem. And today's poem is called My Thoughts, My Thoughts, My Thoughts. My thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. What are they exactly? Is it when I feel a certain urge to expose the inner man that I try to hide beneath me? As if it was a shadow that's trying to cast a dead part of me or the hidden me. My thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. What is it saying to me? Is it telling me to be free of all the expectations that were dumped onto me from people who don't see what I see? Or is it telling me to embrace the values that are shaped like golden nuggets with a label of wisdom, forged by the light that was spit before me to guide me in the process of an outward desire into an inward journey? My thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. Is it the fixture towards a certain bias that encouraged me to be a renegade soldier, walking in the beat of my own drum, creating the sound of selfishness and beating the aroma of self-righteousness? Conjuring the temple of the two sticks, the turmoil twins, named competition and comparison, with these two sticks making up the stench of unworthiness. Or is it the beautiful sound of God persuading me to be set apart but set in place? Additional thoughts bring me to the face of the one who allows me to have these thoughts but remind me of his grace. Hearing the sound of the beat, not of any percussion or instrument, but of the rhythm of the instrument that God contains to shape and mold, making it beat, allowing it to be 80 BPM, but reminding me from every beat that I need him, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. Is it when I'm, it when I'm filled with pride and I catch some dude giving me the side eye, and I start to think about what would happen if I hit him with a spicy combo right in the eye, if he does it again? <laughs> Or is it when I see a beautiful woman walking by and I wonder if she got a man? This is before when I was single. Disclaimer. Or is it the ability to know what type of thoughts these are? To know that these are thoughts that come and go like a tumbleweed at the speed of the wind. Allowing God to have a spiritual ordinance over my mind. However, while I was reading the strong concordance, I could see in 2 Corinthians 10 5, I found an intricate process that's caught my eye. The meaning of holding new things captive. I must chain it up as it if as if it was a prisoner of war. Even the temptation that continues to knock at my door, I must subdue it. Meaning I must quiet the noise of this chaotic spiraling water spout as if it was as if I was turning down the radio in the vehicle and truth of matters that's getting way too loud, I must subdue it. I must endure this wild bronco and make sure no matter how random or alarming it may be, I will pull on its bit and tell it you're being controlled by me. I must subdue it. Now, now like it's a, a hurdle, as if I'm on a dash, I must leave with my best foot forward over the hurdle until it's all the way in my past. I must subdue it. At the end of this race that took place in my mind, I crossed the finish line and I let out a big sigh. I've overcome. 
I'll come with these <laughs> As I stand there, I gain a warm embrace from my Lord Savior who whispers in my ear these sweet words that say, do it again. As I stand there in bewilderment, I take a moment before I come into remembrance that this battle wages on. It's not a one and done, but a congratulations on the way she just won. But here's another. I must remember that I need to be reminded of this often and often again, that it is my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. Excellent. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. All right, well, we're going to continue this thing going. And so um, as I show this video, um, I have to make a, a quick disclaimer. This video has smidgens of strong language. Uh, so there's some various little spots in there. But it's necessary for the subject matter. Um, that's why I didn't, you'll see. And so you're going to have to focus in. You're going to have to uh, watch and um, try to really uh, try to really put yourself in the position of both sides of this. So often when we talk about the things that people who are verbally or emotionally abused hear, we never think of ourselves as being the one saying it. And so I want you to kind of do the exercise of, yeah, I've heard that before, but ah, I said that before. Because one of the things that I want to challenge us as a community, and we'll talk about this a little bit deeper, is that how do we make Shore Foundation a safe place for people? How do we make this a place where people can come in and feel you know, loved and accepted um, and not have to be triggered or uh, remember abuses from their past because it's happening in the church. Does that make sense? Okay, so I um, want you to take a look at this and uh, I'll be right back.
right. I don't know if you guys caught a lot of that. That's why I, I did the disclaimer that strong language. So initial reactions. Initial reactions. Nikki, do you have a mic for her back there? Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> um, just reading a lot of them. Um, like you said, a lot of times we, from kind of what I caught, sorry guys, I was a little late. Um, we're usually worried about us being the victim, but a lot of times we are the abuser. So in my lifetime, I've said many of those things. So um, my apologies to, of course, my daughter sitting in, anyone else that I may have said that to, because a lot of times you don't realize what you're saying. Even something as simple as, gave my food, right. you know, right. that can really, or, you know, just a lot of them resonated. So all I can say is, ouch. And I, you know, so. Anybody else? Initial reactions? Um, I would say that one of the words that, like, kind of got me the most is you can't do anything right. Because mm. me, I be telling myself that sometimes. Um, cause there are there are some times where I just feel like I can't I just can't do anything right, can't say anything right, just I'm just wrong all the time. Yeah. Not realizing that I'm like verbally abusing myself in the process. Yeah. So what the seeing that it like it got to me too. I didn't know that I was doing that to myself until like watching that right now. Yeah. You know, I I I probably watched this about ten times. The first four times, man, I couldn't stop like crying. Like people are hearing this. This is what is being said to people. And some people feel like it's okay to talk to people like this. We have felt like it was okay at times to talk to people like this, right? And it's it's hurtful. And I feel like in doing this, uh, I really want to make this statement that abuse is never okay. Period. You know, it's never okay. I know sometimes people think, well, uh, this person made me mad. So that gives you the right to be abusive? No. It's never okay. And for some of you that are going along the book, uh, I'm off script. So you're going to have to pay attention to me. <laughs> Amen. And so this, this idea that there, there's only one side to it, that there's only a victim, right? And that victim is always a victim is not necessarily true. A lot of times victims become the victimizers because that's, they feel like that's what I need to do. I'm angry, so I'm gonna lash out, I'm gonna fight back, right? This is how I'm gonna fight back, is by becoming the abuser. I'm gonna get them before they get me, right? But I feel like in doing this, the goal is for us to create an environment, first in our church, 
as we come together and then take that home to our families and make our environment safe. Safe for us to have feelings, safe for us to have emotions, safe for us to have difficult conversations and not have to worry about some type of abuse. Okay. Uh, did anybody else want to have a reaction to that or I uh, keep moving? Ty? Just my reaction is just amazed at how common yeah. those statements are. Like, they're just regular statements. But it reminded me of today at work where this young lady is dating this young guy. And she was just like, you effing be inward. You need to just come on. But then in the same sense, she was like, you're so silly. That's why I love you. And it was just like, no, that's wow. Yeah. That's actually a pretty great example because some people feel like, well, as long as I say I love you, I can talk to you however I want. Y'all y'all never experienced that? Well, I love you. You know I love you. Then why do you talk to me like that? Why do you say these things, these awful things, but you say you love me? So again, everybody say this with me, abuse is never okay. Oh, y'all ain't saying it. Y'all look like y'all scared to say it like, abuse is never okay, period. Get her a mic. Yeah, we got viewers watching, listening, so. He's probably got you turned down. Yeah. Hello? So this just hit me when you said that we were struggling to say that. And I'm going to be completely honest. I struggle with saying that because I am realizing that even though I may think I'm being abused, I'm abusing just as hard as what yes. I feel like I'm yes. getting. Yes. And this, yes. it hurt. Yeah. It hurt really, yes. really bad. I'm telling you, I, I was in tears the first four times I watched this. And I was like, man, how am I going to be able to show this to people if I can't <laughs> not be all emotional over it? So I had to keep watching, watching until I wasn't. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm good. <sighs> you know? Nobody? Okay. So abuse is never okay. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verses 26 through 27. And I pulled this up in the Amplified. I'm going to step to the side so y'all can see this really good. The Amplified was preaching on this set of verses here. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 through 27. Um, actually, no, this is the uh, New King James. The Amplified is on my next verse. Uh, New King James. And it simply says, be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Be angry, but do not sin. So my question is, how do we be angry and not be abusive? 
Because what did we talk about in the very first couple of weeks? That abuse is what? Say it again. Say it with your chest. Abuse is what? It's, it's a sin. It is sinful. So how do we be angry and not be abusive? Because sometimes that's all we know, right? If I'm angry, I, I become, I got to show that, right? So let's get some hands. Let's get some, all right. Uh, who was first? Jewel's first. Jewel first, and then we'll come here. How do we be angry and not be abusive? Slow to speak. Slow to speak. So we got to slow down. It's good. Walk away until you can come back and speak. Walk away. But what if that's seen as stonewalling or ignoring or would silencing? Rather, would rather be responsive versus reactive. Because mm -hmm. there's a difference between responding and reacting. Reacting is emotion in the... I'm getting ready to challenge that. Okay. I haven't heard that so often that it made me pay attention. Okay. You can respond the wrong way. Yes. Right. Right. So when we say responding or reacting, you can respond wrong as well as react wrong. But you can react correctly or respond correctly. I hated that you have to be the person. But I was waiting for somebody to say that because I was like, why do we keep saying that? Like that's really there's really a difference. Because you have the choice to react. You, you can react in the wrong way or react in the right way. Now, the difference is your reaction is more instinctive. And so you would have to have trained yourself to react correctly under pressure because it's more instant. Responding can be instant, but it's the same thing. You still have to choose how you're going to respond. You know what I mean? So thank you for bringing that up. And I'm sorry that I had <laughs> How do we be angry and not be abusive? We got somebody online. Comment online. Can somebody read that? Most of these things that people say. Most of these things are said in anger. People don't know how to out. Yes. That was from the, uh, the Thompsons. Here, here. What she said. Most of these things are said in anger so you don't know how to not shout. That's the Thompson So how do we be angry but not be abusive, Ty? I think, because this is like one of my scriptures I say to myself every day, all day. <laughs> um, the first thing that I do is deal with my emotion on it. How I, feel about how I feel about it first and I don't take that to anybody but God mm, so that's okay. that's how I so like I realized this caused an emotion out of me mm -hmm. so let me go back to the father to deal with this emotion and then I address what caused what was the cause of the emotion so in, in essence it's kind of the same thing that Jewel is saying except for you're putting detail to it is that I gotta slow down I got to slow down and address myself and then take that to God before I respond. So you, that's really slowing down. You're really slowing down. Uh, Kayla and then Tierra. And then, oh. <laughs> oh. To like go off of what Ms. Taya and what Jewel said, to kind of like 
separate yourself and give yourself time to think and like at least calm down before you have a conversation because you want to like have the conversation while y'all are upset because then that's when right. folks just say whatever and they don't care where if you like take time to like calm down first for both of you then y'all can come together in like a calmer state than being angry yeah together. and i think that's what miss april was saying is that somehow you got to find a way to say i need to step back can i can, can i have a second or i'm gonna take a beat right before I say something. So Tierra, Davida, Nikki, and then Willie. Oh, we got somebody online. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I was gonna say. Here we go. Oh, okay. Um, I was gonna say that I think it's important to still communicate. So like, right. learn to use I statements, right? Because you still have to say that you're mad. Mm -hmm. Right, you can't just storm off. So, like, I've learned to to communicate in that way. So, you can actually rehearse ahead of time. So, like, if you're going into a scenario where you know you're with a person that often triggers you, mm. you can practice what you're going to say ahead of time um, with someone that you trust, right, and someone that you're comfortable with, with and role play. Um, and then that way you have it already ingrained in your head. So when it pops up, you're like. <clears throat> I can deal with this. I know what I'm going to say. I'm prepared to say this. Okay. Um, well, I was going to say stop and pray. Hmm. Very good. Excellent. You're training them up well. <laughs> Nikki. Got Nikki, Willie, Pastor Joe, and then Maya. And I'm going to move on. Um, it just kind of takes me back to um, something that you actually taught, I don't know if it's a prayer line or, in, in, you know, um, but to, to almost walk in forgiveness, almost know that you're going to be offended. Mm -hmm. So you're already, you know, kind of, like you said, every day when we're going somewhere, we know we're going to be offended. So you're almost, you're walking in forgiveness prior to, so that when that anger rises up, you're ready to forgive. Right. It's like, you know what? I, you're human. I'm human. Let's not make this into a big thing. Yes. Right? <laughs> I would you know. say, Lord, I know if these your kids. Your kids <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I probably get on people's nerves too. So, <laughs> so you know, G. Barry, and then Pastor Joe. Excuse me. Um, one thing that I've been thinking about is, man, just how much of a hot mess I really am. Really am a hot mess. It's it's ridiculous. Um, but one thing that I am seeing is, uh, man, as you're asking that question, how do we, yeah, how do we be angry and not be abusive? Yes. You know, the the right answer, you know, so then my beloved brethren, like every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Um, even before I came here, you guys, I was, Doing everything in my power to, to just you know, keep things cool and cordial with mom and dad, even at the crib, trying to get things together. Um, so I'm just grateful to be here, and I'm glad. Um, what I just heard about rehearsing what you say before you say it. So, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. 
Pastor Joe on Zoom. Uh, can y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So I put um, I put in the comments, but I don't know if it came in. I said through mercy and grace, because um, understanding that one thing that I've learned when dealing with situations like that is that I have to understand and remember who I'm speaking to and who I'm talking to as my brother or my sister, and not really my enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when we talked about it, like with Man's Group a couple of weeks ago, you know, it's just like you know, God is not angry with us, but it's the sin. Mm. So when I look at that is that I can be angry at the situation, you know, as, as, as much as I want. However, I have to make sure that how I react to this situation is not, you're going to understand where I'm coming from, but you're also going to understand that I got to give you mercy and grace as God gives me mercy and grace, because I want us to get through this and learn from this. So I just put mercy and grace. I like that. I want us to get through this, not just me. I want us to get through it. That's great. A great point there. Maya. Oh, I had a question. <laughs> What's your question? You got it. I had a question based off of what um, Steve has said. Um, so what do you do when, like, okay, I've had situations where I'll play the scenario in my head of every every answer that I'm going to give and then when it happens they don't give a response that I was expecting. They don't give like they surprised me with a response that I wasn't expecting or going for so now my emotions are like times 10 now because I don't know how to respond to that. Well because you're, you're really not rehearsing the conversation. You should be rehearsing your demeanor your how you're going to present yourself. I'm going to be humble in this conversation Right. I would be, you know, uh, wanting to have the conversation. It's not that I'm getting ready to win. Right. But go ahead, Tierra. Respond to that. Yeah, um, I think also um, to add on to that, I think the thing is that you want to have a set of phrases or things that aren't necessarily like exact every time. Like it doesn't have to be like a robotic answer. Right. But it has to be something that, like, you have to know what the essence of what you're going to say is. Like, for example, um, I was practicing with my therapist things to say um, around food and body image um, this summer when I got home, right? Like, things like ideal things that family members or people might say, right? And just kind of random instances that that comes up, right? Um, About, like, your body or what you're eating, that kind of stuff. And so, like we rehearsed a bunch of different things but ultimately the recognition was that like you learn from rehearsing the things that you let go Mm -hmm. like the things that you're like actually i really wouldn't say anything there i just kind of move on because it's not directed at me right so you learn those things and then you also learn like which things you are confident in and that those are the ones that you want to practice over and over again, right? So like, let's say if someone comes up to you, I don't know, and says something like, you're, you're stupid, or you're, can you laugh? <laughs> you're skinny, <laughs> you can go ahead and keep eating because you're oh skinny, right? We say something like that, right? And if that bothers you, right, you learn, you practice, you go through a different phases, right? One rehearsal might be, you know what? I don't like that you said that to me, right? That's one rehearsal. But you might not be a combative person, so that's not going to come out easy for you, 
that's uncomfortable. So rehearsing that is going to get stuck. It's, it won't come out in real life, right? So you skip that one. You don't rehearse that one. But another one might be like uh, something like, um, hey, could you not say those kinds of things to me? Because I'm working on dealing with how I see myself. Mm. Right? Oh, that hurt my right. Um, and so that one might be more comfortable for you because it's about you and how you perceive right. yourself, not about them. Right. Um, and so it's less confrontational. Um, but you might. Be, so you're like, OK, I kind of like that one. But you might feel like it still puts too much on the other person. Right. Like it might start a whole new conversation and you don't want to deal with the whole new conversation. So then you'll try and stay. Um, let's see that. Um, or you could try instead and say, that was kind of a, I know you meant well with that comment. Like you're thinking that skinny is a good thing. But for me, I'm not in a place where that's good. So can you avoid using that kind of language around me, right? And that way, that one, right, you've evolved from just acknowledging the person, what they said, but also acknowledging that maybe their intentions weren't hurtful. So right. you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. So it's like less aggressive. But so you have those different scenarios, the same scenario, and you can practice three different ways. And you'll feel eventually which one is the most comfortable to you. And once you find that one, you can kind of reproduce that in every scenario. You can be like, okay, I am the kind of person that's okay with being like, I don't like that. <laughs> right? And so that's going to be your thing, right? When you're rehearsing, no matter what someone comes at you and says, you can be like, I don't like that. Right? <laughs> Some people are like that. <laughs> <laughs> but other people aren't, right? So you learn what feels comfortable to you and kind of come up with like a template based on that and you can adjust it to the other situations. Yeah. I think that's I think that's really good because I didn't know that was a thing. Because I do that a lot. I'll rehearse in my head, you know, especially because I have to sit with people and sometimes I already know this is gonna be a tough conversation. So I'm already preparing how I'm gonna respond when this person probably does something that, you know, they're not going to like what I'm getting ready to say. So I, I rehearse what my demeanor is going to be, how I'm, how my posture is going to be. I'm going to stay relaxed and calm because they're about to get upset, you know? So I'm going to be relaxed and calm because a soft word turns away wrath, yeah. but grievous words stir up fights. Right. And so, um, so I think that's a, a that's a great uh, a great uh, st strategy. We have anything from Zoom? Bree says I like to send long messages when I'm angry, <laughs> so that I don't verbally say how I feel and hurt or offend that person because of my tone of voice or body language. Then after some time has passed, talk about it with them in person. So you do or you don't. You don't like to sing? sing she does. Like she does. It. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just, just making sure. Okay. Um, so, great. I, I love you guys getting involved. Uh, okay. One more, but we got to move forward. I got so much to cover. Um, you said um, that last thing that you said was about. I, I was talking about yes yes harsh uh soft word turns away wrath but harsh words stir up fights 
So okay. soft word turned the way we're at. Uh, Proverbs 15.1, I believe oh. it is. Well, so you didn't say tone of voice or anything. Yes. So when you when we talk about um, soft words, that's more than just the words. Right. It's how you say them. It's the tone you say them. It's, you know, because th it can be harsh. You can be talking soft in your tone, but still be harsh in your words. Well, right? that's what I wasn't saying because I've heard both. Where somebody's talking very loud and being mean. Oh, yeah. And then I also heard oh, yeah. people talking calm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and being very harsh. I'm like, I know some calm folks that like, can cut you, you really said that? cut you up. You really said that? And people you be looking like, calm? why are you so mad at them? And they just, yeah. I don't know yeah. why they're so angry. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah that was, that's, that's why I wanted to point out because they can do that even with the calm voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, move on this side so you guys can see the screen. All right. James uh, 1, 19 through 20. Somebody was quoting this earlier, but we're going to the Amplified Classic. Amplified Classic. All right. And so, James 1, 19 through 20, Amplified Bible, the Classic Edition. Yes, sir. Understand this. See, it's preaching. I, man, understand this, my beloved brethren. Let every man be quick to hear, a ready listener. Mm, preach, preacher. Slow to speak, slow to take offense and to get angry. For man's anger does not promote the righteous God, his wishes or and requires what he wishes or what he requires so our wrath does not promote the righteous god the things that he wishes or requires so brethren let every man be quick to hear a ready listener i love that it said ready listener because most of the time the, the we don't care what you're saying we're just attacking, uh -huh. right? And so we talked about how do we, you know, be angry but not abusive is that you're going to have to learn how to be angry and listen. Ooh, now that's a skill. That you can be angry, but you got to listen. You can be furious, but listen. Yeah. And just like what we were talking about earlier, where like folks argue not to understand, oh, yeah. they're arguing to get the last word. Trying to win. They're arguing, they're arguing to win. Nobody in the argument is listening to understand. They're listening <laughs> to when they're supposed to respond and not thinking about. They're what waiting they're for you to break mm -hmm. so they can get in. Take that breath. And so 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 and so. And so, and so, and so. I <laughs> right. You, you don't care what they're saying. You're just waiting for them to stop so you can jump in, right? But to be a ready listener, slow to speak, slow to take offense. Now, that one, slow to take offense, to take offense. Did y'all hear that? Take offense. 
a lot of times we take offense. Sometimes there hasn't been an offense. But we can take one. We can we can take and we can say that I'm offended by that, even though it might not be. Uh, I'll use Tierra's scenario. She's talking about how I feel about me and what you're saying. Well, that offends me that you would even respond and not let me insult you like that. <laughs> I can insult you. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> and for me to speak up for myself should not be wrong, but I'll take an offense if you speak up for yourself. <laughs> Uh-oh, click that off and on. I think, can you hear me now? Yes. I think not taking offense might be harder than right. not being angry. Right. Because we take offense at everything. Anything. Don't get me wrong if you did something that I didn't even tell you not to do. Um, not being, a, all kind of stuff. Uh, invited, not invited. Uh, we're offended about just about everything. That's right. Easy to be offended and angry. Yeah. That's why, that's why I, when I saw this, I was like, I got to use this amplifier. <laughs> he said, slow to take an offense and to and to get angry. We're talking about how do we be angry but not be abusive? Well, seems like we just have to slow down, period. Every Everything must be slower. Like, I, I normally would get mad right there, but I'm going to listen. <laughs> I'm going to listen to what you have to say. Ty. For me, um, one of the things I work on to not take offense, which took a lot of work, is to give people the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. that they aren't intentionally trying to hurt you. And that, like, is a difficult thought because... Um, Especially growing up in my culture that I grew up in, it was the world against me, you know. So you felt like everybody was coming yeah, at you, the world, baby. right? <laughs> but I had to learn that um, that's not the case. And so to give people the benefit that they're not trying to hurt you. So when I feel like that, I ask the question: Did you were you trying to hurt my feelings? Or oh, that's good. You intentional because. I need to clarify that, right? Um, and so for me, that's a big step to just every conversation I approach, they're not trying to hurt my feelings. Yeah, that's, and, that's... And if I feel that way, then let me ask, are you trying to hurt my feelings? Yeah, that's disarming. If you actually stop and say, were, were you meaning to hurt my feelings when you said that? Oh, now, now they got to be real. Now they got to they gotta own up. Well, yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to cut you deep. Or, you know, or, uh, no, uh, I wasn't trying. Now they got to back down and you, and you either see them humble themselves, right? Or they'll engage even deeper, right? Will you got a comment? No, I had a question. Can you run back what that question was you just asked? Uh, I don't think it was a question. I think they were just talking about not taking offense. So we're we're at that question where we said not uh, being able to be angry but not abusive, right. and so Taya's a way to not take an offense is to give the person the benefit of the doubt that you're not trying to hurt me, and if I think you are, I'm going to ask. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get with you. After. Yeah. Went over my mind. 
because I because I think that's that's an amazing question because it disarms the whole situation. Well, you either gonna true. own it or not. Did you mean, did to, you offend mean to offend me? There it is. Thank you. Uh Nikki. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm too excited to share this. So Taya. <laughs> so about 13 years ago when we was upstairs, about 13 years ago <laughs> you know like Tyler said we've all been working on ourselves so at the time she just would kind of bypass me mm -hmm. so one day I finally had her by myself and I went upstairs and I was like hi I just want to know have I offended you in any way and she was taken aback she was like no, why would you say that? So we had the conversation, but because I actually asked her if she was able to talk to me, we've been friends ever since. So sometimes it is good just to ask. Just ask the question. But you would have to slow down. Because mm -hmm. I could have just kept like, she didn't think. Right. No. I'm going to take an offense. Right. I and then get angry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. right. And then leave or something. And all I had to do was ask the question. Amen. Well, I, well can I add real quick? Because part of that was. She said, well, it always seems every week that you're in a mood on Sunday. And I had to explain. I said, well, Sunday, I'm serving. And so I'm really task-oriented and not people-oriented. And so if you want to have a conversation with me, Sunday's not the day to do it. And she was like, I can respect that. Thank you for clarifying that. And so the intent to be offended was removed because the question was asked. So I think that's a good segue because my next question is how do we make our church and our homes a safe place where abuse is reduced or even removed altogether? And I think you guys just showed one example is instead of taking offense and getting angry, ask some questions. Actually give the person the benefit of the doubt, have a conversation rather than just assume the worst. What are some other ways? Go ahead. I was going to ask you a question. Oh, okay. Give me another time. Dang, y'all. Grab the mic. Scurry. <laughs> like, yeah, I, mean, I can ask it. it might help yeah, somebody. Yeah, come on. It might help somebody. Come on. <laughs> yeah, put it on out there. How are you supposed to act? How are you supposed to move forward when you ask a question and all you get is the silence? Well, the question is, so if, if I ask the question and I get the silence, then I'm going to have to be the person to forgive. Because I still have to forgive whether, no matter what they answered anyway. So this person is that hurt that they can't answer. Then I, then I, I need to extend, as Pastor Joe says, grace and mercy to them because this person must be really messed up if they can't answer okay I <laughs> there's a hand over here and then i saw a hand in the back and then pastor joe um to answer your question how do we make our church and our homes a safe place i think would be to understand to, to be a part of something like this is to understand the definition of it so that you know what you're looking for, what somebody else may be seeing yes. that makes them feel uncomfortable or makes them feel some type of way. Yeah. Expose yourself to what this is all about. Because I think we're only thinking from our own perspective. Right. 
And so something like this is supposed to get you out of your bubble. And now you turn around and you look at the situation that, whoa, it could be me. So I saw Willie's hand. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm going to say three different words that just came to me. It's narcissism, pride, and control. Mm -hmm. So how do you navigate when two parties are so, so divided? And it's like you're trying to navigate through all of their stuff, but still stay mutual and not be intrusive in any way. How do you navigate through a situation like that? Um, well, I have to do it all the time. So that's kind of my that's kind of my normal job, right? And so I stay humble. I give people the benefit of the doubt, even though other people don't want to. They want to judge them. They want to indict them. They want to. I reserve that. That's not my job. My job is to, in all of my gettings, get an understanding. I need to understand what's going on and understand why this person feels so strongly about this. Why does this person feel like, oh, I'm not coming down off my high? I need to understand that because if I don't have an understanding, then I'm not going to have the wisdom to be able to even deal with the various situations. Because what you just described could be any myriad of circumstances. And so if I walk into it with the idea that I'm going to fix everybody and I'm going to make everybody stop behaving like this, I'm going to lose. <laughs> I'm going to lose, right? Because, yeah, that's me trying to be controlled. Now I'm I'm part of the problem, right. Right? right? But I have to walk into it humble with the idea that I need to get an understanding. And some people don't like that. Like, why don't you just tell them this? Well, because I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, I'm right. I I don't understand what's going on, so I'm trying to get an understanding of what's going on, and then I can speak to it. And so we got hands popping up all over the place. So I got Miss Loretta, I got Joe. I don't know which one came first, Kayla, TC, and then April. I'm not gonna remember that, so y'all gonna have to help me. Go ahead. <laughs> and the question is, how do we make our homes and churches safer? That's the question that we're answering here. Um, I think, first of all, you have to first internalize it and say, okay, so how can I be safe? Mm, okay, okay in different situations because then too then you go back to well so and so did or said something to me and then everybody's looking at me like you didn't say nothing you know and then you can't say stuff at all the time you just listen you know and say lord you got to yourself, you're saying, Lord, you're going to have to help me through this. She just said thus and this, or he, or whoever, you know. And and now is not my time to talk, because if I do, Slow or, to speak. <laughs> then it's going to be, you know, something. 
Um, so my thing is you have to be safe on your own to basically still be back there saying, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm going to process and let the Lord deal with it. And sometimes during that time, you, you know, it uh, cause they could be bitten or whatever. Right. And you try not to, and then that way I'm safe because I didn't make my pressure go up. I didn't. Right. I didn't jump to a conclusion. Jump anywhere. Yeah. I just kind of let the Lord. I slam the door. Didn't stay anywhere long, but you know, kind of. That's not, not safe, but yeah. That's uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> actually what I, did. <laughs> I didn't say anything. To then I came back and I had to, you know, fix the dishes that were getting dishwasher because somebody had hair. Hmm. Okay. You, know, you have to be safe. Who? Uh, Joe. It was Joe. Joe is next. Hand it. Y'all gotta help me keep these hands straight because there's a lot of them. So Joe. Okay. Um I'm gonna try to make this short. Um the best way that I believe to help it be it to become a safe place at the church or at, at home mm-hmm. is that I'm gonna take what Miss Ty and Miss Nikki said, even and even what Miss Loretta said, with speaking the questions and asking the questions, but also examining yourself. I think that you have to really renew your mind of what you may think of somebody because there's a lot of whispers. I'm going to use that word whispers that goes on with conversations that makes other people not want to go speak or say something due to the fact of the lack of what they heard from somebody else. So they have to get to a place where they close that voice, shut that down and go to the individual and just say, hold on. I want to get get your pen and paper and say, I want to get to know who you are for who you are. Yes. I want to speak to you. You speak to me and let me build my relationship with you. I think if the church can all get to that point that we shut off of what we heard and what we think and what we assume and then come to a place where it's saying as a body, this is what we're supposed to do to learn and to come together as a whole then we should be able to go to anybody. I should be able to go to anybody in the church and speak due to the fact as they expect me to come and help them. So in that, it's just that I don't care what nobody didn't say. If you didn't hear it from me or you don't, you, you don't, you don't got facts on what's going on, then don't put, we should not put each other in these boxes or in these things or stop the process of growth due to the fact of what somebody else said. And now you're hurt by what somebody else said and you don't even have facts. So in that is that we can renew our mind and then go, you know, to the people as brothers and sisters and really get to know each other. I think that will really help home and the church. Yeah, I I, I think that's that's right on point because that's big because that that means that we got to cut out. We got to be a dead end. And I talked this before. We got to be a dead end for gossip. It comes down our street. That's the end of it. Like you better go find somewhere else to gossip. Because if you come down this street, I'm going to lovingly redirect you. Like, oh, you have a problem with them? Go talk to them. Okay, so which, where, what was next? Kayla. Kayla's next. Okay, good job. Don't forget at some point. Um... I would say ask questions of what words are triggering words that's abusive to you. So ask questions. So when somebody says something like, hey, 
What, what, what do you mean by that? Why did you say, yeah, why were you, what were you trying to say? Okay, so TC, all right. <laughs> Y'all got help. Um, yeah, I, I agree with everyone up to some really good stuff. Uh, you got it. Like someone said early, be humble. Mm. I think it was you. Yeah. Humility, man. I mean, I ain't trying to make it generic. Yeah. But humility. Secret sauce. Well, bridge right so many gaps. I believe humility is a factor of connecting you to a person, to uh, empathy, to understand mm. it again what person feels because you're slowing down you know i think first lady yeah there was first lady was talking about slowing down talking to god like a lot of times even when i'm like um um talking to Kaban and you know he's asking me and i'm like the biggest thing you got is humility when someone's talking because if you slow down and you talk to the lord, lord might tell you this person is saying something but they're really saying this yeah yeah you know what's the scripture you know of, uh, man, Pastor, forgive me. I think it's the well of a wise man's deep. Yeah. I, I always butcher this one. Countless you know, I think, yeah, man of understanding calls yeah. it out. Yeah. So when you slow down, and I, man, I really, you know, I try to give her, <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to give her, you know, I, I thought it was really good, really piggyback on Tierra, like to, to be aware and practice, because to me, that's being aware of yourself. Yeah. And so I feel like, the, or where you are with you, in turn, you become more aware of people. And so you're able to now help them again, they're with them and help them to um, to grow and to understand what they're feeling as you're understanding what you're feeling. Mm. So it becomes a partnership, not yeah. a, a one-sided argument, it becomes more of a partnership. So yeah, I think that's what we can do as a church at home. I think those things should be practiced everywhere. Yeah, like Pastor Joe said, we, get past this, not just me. Uh, who is next? April. Ayana. Ayana. Mm -hmm. It's Trina. Trina after you. Oh, Trina's after you. Okay. Um, I know Felicia answered the question. I know that for me. Click it off. Is this better? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, perfect. Um, I know that for me, in answering this question, you have to remove self. Because we go into that mode of what did I do? And it might not necessarily be me that did anything. Could have had a bad day. Could have been focused. Could have been whatever. And so to make it safe is to sometimes you got to remove self out of the equation and just listen to what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you can't remove self, reduce self. Right? Because sometimes it's so passionate for you, right? That you can't really get yourself... So you just got to reduce yourself. And so what is that? Humility. Right? Who is next? Ayana. Um, how everybody was saying, I feel like if we assess ourselves and the situation, like within ourselves, our intentions of having a conversation with somebody, if you naturally give the warm welcoming, like take that first step to initiate, it's okay to talk to me about something. And some people may not necessarily be okay with being open about their personal lives but if you give that extension like you know you randomly just be like well how's your life going i'm going through this if you give that warm welcoming then it may extend the door so people know that okay regardless of the fact outside of these doors we're all human and we're all facing something similar so we can relate by having conversations to like 
have somebody to talk to versus putting our trust in all these other people. Yeah, that, I, that's something that I've always tried to do. I've tried to make people feel like I'm an open door. You can come talk to me about anything. Now, some people have made up in their mind, well, if you talk to him about Taya, he's going to come at you. Or you talk to him about this, he's going to do I'm I'm open. If she's wrong, I'll tell her she's wrong. I don't have a problem with that. You know, I'll do, I'll, yeah. We'll have that conversation if need be. But you try to be open for people, you know, to have those conversations. So who is next? OPL's next. No, she's shaking her head. Okay. Ty is next, and then you said Trina. Trina, never mind. She can tell. Oh. Okay. Did Oh, she did again. Oh, is it on? No. Okay. There you go. Um, I'm gonna say this piece. I think um a lot of times what I, the question is how do we make our cha- our church and our homes safe and our homes safer. One of the things that um for me that we have really worked at is, and we talk about this in, in marriage, but also parenting, um, but in, in general, in, in family, making it a commitment, right? That when you make a commitment, understanding that people are gonna offend you, but that doesn't mean they're not your family. Because they offend you. Because they offend you, right? <laughs> So they hurt your feelings, but you don't walk away and I'll never have anything to do with them ever again, never talk to them, all this kind of stuff. You may walk away for a moment, but then you come back and be like, remember when you said this? That hurt. And so I, I take that same concept for the church, you know, that when somebody gossips, I'm going to just say gossips, to someone else about me, and it comes back to me, it may hurt for a minute. And then I deal with that hurt, just like I put a Band-Aid on it or clean it with alcohol or whatever. And then you 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 go back to doing what you were doing. And, and the Bible says that hurt, that ought, you need to go have a conversation with that person about it. Don't go conversate with who told you what the person said. Don't go conversate with somebody else to say, well, they may be mad. But you go back to the person that caused the offense. Um, and I think I've had to learn that as a, if, if this person don't have anything to do with what happened, then I don't have a right to be having a conversation with them about it. And that eliminates a lot of around the way talk and all of this stuff. But then at the same time, um, understanding that just as I get hurt, and April, I think you kind of said that, I hurt others unintentionally. I'll never forget the day that my daughter stood in front of her, my face and was like, ouch, that's going to add it to my therapy bill. Oh, and started a tally. Oh, so when wow. she's sitting here talking about one therapy, I talked about therapy. I'm not offended because I actually know I did some things <laughs> and said some things for her to actually have a therapy bill. And so in that way, it wasn't like intentional to do it it just happened but what it taught me is to actually be more intentional with the things that i say a lot of times words just spill out and then people are hurt no let me zip it up and if it's actually not going to have a purpose then it probably doesn't need to be said 
I just am reminded how Jesus didn't go around just talking about any old thing and every old thing. Words are valuable. How are you going to so, use them? Great. Tierra um, and then Pastor Joe, and then we're moving on. Oh, I just want to, I was going to say really quickly, I think a lot of people danced around this, but um, I think it's important to have any kind of healthy relationship. You have to address your own insecurities. Yes. Um, like and biases and biases yeah but the like the prime example that i think of is that a lot of people will assume someone's upset just because they're quiet mm. <laughs> um but when you really think about it it's not that that person is upset or anything is wrong with them it's your own insecurities talking yes right it's you going well maybe i'm boring because they're not saying anything. <laughs> right. well maybe i'm this or maybe that maybe that right it's your own kind of insecurities so I think that it's important for us before like making assumptions and a way to kind of stop the offense from happening before it even happens is for us to take that moment and ask, is this my insecurity or is this actually someone having a problem with me? Yeah. Yeah. Is it my problem or is this actually a problem? Right. <laughs> Pastor Joe, and then we got to move on to the next thing because we got. Yeah, just minutes. just real quick. Yeah, just real quick, I was just going to say, you know, like how we hear the um, the words, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. One thing that I've learned is in line your action with your words, mm -hmm. because when a lot of that stuff is coming, when a lot of that stuff is coming at you and stuff, like I just use a prime example, like if somebody comes and they talk about my apostle or my first lady in you, know, I'm going to stop being in the tracks. First of all, you're not going to do that you know, or whatever, this is who they are, that's a lie, or whatever, because I know their characters, I know their words, I know how they are, or whatever, so if I can reverse the attack instead of engaging in it, then it helps a lot, so in that is that, that makes individuals also, you know, if they actually respect you, or whatever, they will see your viewpoint as well, and like, you know what, you're totally right, Pastor Joe, or whatever, because at the end of the day, our biggest goal is just to show God's love, in spite of what we're feeling at the moment. Amen. Amen. All right, words that heal. So now we're back on track. We took our little detour and we're back on track. So words that heal. And so um, when we're talking about bringing healing, um, first we're talking about addressing uh, a person's actions versus attacking their identity. Now, Taya talked about uh, last week about the attacking the identity. So somebody give me an example real quick of what she talked about with attacking an identity. Make sure you grab a mic so there are folks that are online can hear you. Thank you. You just like your mom. Oh, right. That's yeah, straight attacking you. <laughs> Not saying what you just did because we don't even know what you did. You're just this, right? Uh, one more real quick and then um, we're gonna say something about this. I believe what she said was you always, you always. You always, and we saw that in the video, right? You'll never change. You've been doing this for bleeping ever, right? You, I mean, it's just, oh God, it's just so harmful. And so that's attacking their identity. How do we address an action though? So let's say a person is rude. Do I say you're just... Mm -hmm. A rude. That is a difficult. Yeah, it is, right? So come on, let's, because this is actually going to you know, make you think okay. about what you're saying to people. Okay, Kayla and then Tierra. 
Um, I would say instead of saying that, you say that one more time, just just so I'm saying this correctly. Mm -hmm. you say so, what, which part? You're you're addressing their actions, not their identity. So they're being rude. We're not just calling them rude. What are, how do we address the action? So in like, instead of saying that you're being rude, kind of like go in detail of how what your actions did affected me instead yeah. of saying, oh, you're just, you're just being you're rude. Just and you're them up over there instead of saying like, you like, well, <laughs> how you did this or how you said this triggered me in a way that kind of affected me. Instead of you just like going out. Yeah, actually oh, addressing the thing. Like, so, you know, hey, you just pushed me out of the way. You know, or could you say excuse me when you go by? Not your oh, room. That hurts. <laughs> go ahead, Tier. Go ahead, Tier. I was just gonna say what Kayla said, so I just say Kayla. she did a good job, didn't she? She did a good job. That's that's exactly what you want. Now, for for some of us, that's like Ty said, that's hard because I've been taught to call a call a spade a spade. Right. Ain't that what we've been talking? I've been taught to call this. If it walks like a dog and it quacks like a duck, then it must be a duck. <laughs> right? Go ahead. I will add to say it nicely, though, because, like, you know, people will say, excuse me goes a long way. You know, that, that's not what we're talking about. Right. Just because, because you would have to do, like, you would have to be, do what Taya said and give them the benefit of the doubt that they weren't trying to be rude. Right? You weren't trying to be rude, so I'll explain the action. Okay? And so we're addressing the person's action, not their identity. So discussing versus silencing. Did you have you had something over there? Ty? Uh, Pastor Joe says there's a difference between saying someone is rude. And that was rude. But I will say this. <laughs> because I I was just recently at Universal Studios. Okay. And you guys know when you're in line okay. for something, people can be very rude. Right? They can also, it can feel as Willie's word, narcissistic. Like I've been in this line, even in the car in the morning going to work. I've been in this line for 30 minutes and you just gonna come in the last 10 and, and, and so you this this so tone is important like Tierra was saying but I also think though uh understanding the piece of accountability because you can be doing that and it can actually hurt when somebody calls you out for the wrong action yeah and that can make you take offense that you got caught doing the wrong action <laughs> right 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 amen discussing versus silencing last week taya talked about silencing give me an example of silencing making y'all make sure y'all learn this stuff i don't want to hear that anymore say it in the mic so everybody can hear it our folks online and facebook can hear it I don't want to hear that anymore. Right. So I'm basically telling you, shut up. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's one reason I saw. Uh, is that Davida's hand behind yeah. your head over there? Talk to the hand. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> right? And so 
That's silencing. But discussing. How do we discuss? Miss Loretta, tell me how to discuss versus silence. First of all, it's on. <laughs> um, first of all, you have to be slow to speak first. Amen. Calm yourself down before you even discuss anything. Mm -hmm. Especially when somebody has really offended you. So then you come back and say, okay, that hurt me when you said this and this, or when you did such and such, or whatever it was. And you have to, you might have to explain it two, three different ways for them to get um, what has been said. Like you might have to slow it down and say, you know, like, oh, when you did this to me or when this happened, this is how I felt first. And that's why, you know, I'm upset right now. That's why I was upset. Mm -hmm. so. And then you're going to have to be a ready listener. Yeah, yeah. and be ready to listen to what they say. Because some people, they'll say, they'll do that part, right? But when you say what you say, oh, you're lying. I don't, I don't believe you. You did that. Right? Because that's silencing again. Right. So we're still not discussing. Right? Oh, y'all know this is true, right? All right. Somebody help me with these hands. Kayla. Kayla. And then uh, Davida and then April. Davida then April? Yes. Okay. Kayla, Davida, then April. And don't forget Who's? Who did I miss? Okay. Kayla, Davida, and April. Kayla, Davida, and April. Okay. Um, to go along with it, like as like as you're talking in this discussion, as you're listening, to not just like be slow to speak and be calm and everything when you speak, but also while you're listening. Because yeah, you can listen, uh, but you can still got that anger. Like okay, you know. the minute you're done talking, I'm gonna say something. But you still gotta be calm in the discussion. Because the more and more you get angry, the more and more you get you like talk a lot of. While mad and everything, the worse the conversation going. Now I'm gonna be honest. I've done this myself. Yep, and it goes down <laughs> the drain. Yeah, it, <laughs> it starts circling the drain. But what what lots what lots of people, including myself, have to learn is to continuously stay calm in that discussion. Otherwise, it's it's not gonna go well. You gonna have more discussions on top of the one you have. Right, and you're discussing the same discussion. Davida and April. What I would say is you can go and you can tell them how you feel, but then you also have to be ready for what they have to say back. Oh, yeah, because that's disgusting. That's a conversation. Good job. April, pass me to Maya. <laughs> um, I would say a big part of disgusting is also acknowledging like what you did wrong, what they did wrong, like that's a big part of you. Cause we can discuss about how we feel all day, but if either right. one of us will admit, like I did this wrong and that's good. this is what I did wrong, then there's no point in talking about it. Because we, neither one of us have admitted what was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
acknowledging is a very good point because a lot of times if i don't feel acknowledged because you say okay and you keep but you didn't acknowledge that you understood the gravity of what i'm saying to you right i thought you said past you (laughs) that triggered okay so in coming to talk about come with a solution don't just come talking about the problem or at least a solution come with a solution come with you may not have the solution so come with the how do we move forward right (laughs) no i got five i got three minutes Three minutes, yes, write it down. A positive picture of the past versus a negative one. Now, I don't even know how this one is huge. Oh, you, you want that one? They want, I feel like that'll take too long, but okay. Complimenting versus insulting. So last week we talked about the insults and, uh, you know, I heard everybody in the room. And so in a conversation, because this follows up with discussing Right. So in this discussion, discussion, how do we compliment this person? And I can give you a quick example. You know, somebody brings something to you and you say, well, I appreciate you actually bringing this to me. And it may be something rough that they brought to you, but thank you very much for at least bringing it to me because other people would have just kept going. They would just had a problem with me behind my back. And so I can compliment them, even though this is about to be a rough conversation. Two hands went up at the same time. Who wants to go first? I just had an example. I was going to say that one of the things that I'd really work with, because at my school, them kids will say any and everything, and it's most of the time it's insulting. And so when I start a conversation with them, I always start with a term of endearment. Sweetie, beautiful gorgeous sunshine because that might be the only positive thing they see that day and then i'll say this is what you're doing good at this is what you're doing well at but this is what i need you to work on can you do this a little more and that's good because the first part of it has to be genuine it has to be like your real personality because everybody can't just say because some people say sweetie and it makes you mad (laughs) right look here honey like, like what? I know what you're trying to say. Go ahead, go ahead. I would say by saying I understand where you're coming from, and then just leaving it at that, because typically when people say that, there's always I understand where you're coming from, but but if you don't use the but, it changes the shift of the conversation because it leaves that open space. Like, oh wait, they don't have anything to say. Like that's a good thing. Well, that's kind of acknowledging. I don't know if it meets the criteria of complimenting, but it is acknowledging. And it does leave the door open, like you said, to continue the conversation. So I do think that that is a good thing. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to be real quick. So y'all, everybody know how to speak. Everybody's beautiful, sweetheart, all that. So how do I react when I say, Good morning, beautiful. How are you doing? And they snap. I'm not beautiful. My name is. Right. That means you got to learn how to talk to that person. But what if it wasn't always like that? It's just that situation. But I didn't know it was a situation. Then then you humble yourself. 
So, so when I get that, I apologize. So when I get that from the students, so like one is I'll say, what's what's going on, Wonder Woman? You know you're my Wonder Woman. Are you good? You look like you're going through something today. And they'll say, I'm not Wonder Woman. I don't. I'm not that. And I'll say, Yes, you are. Here's why. Your eyes are gorgeous. Or here, here is this because it could be uncomfortable because they don't believe it, their own insecurities. And so you're giving them, you are this way though. This is, I've seen you act this way. Well, I think that's a specific scenario, right? But in, uh, in general, you may have caught this person on a bad day and they don't want to hear that. And so they didn't want to be addressed that way. So you humble yourself and you apologize. I, I agree I, that because I worked in a school, so I know that that is actually a, a legitimate approach. And any of you guys that have worked in the school, you know, when you approach a kid and they have an off, you can kind of joke them out of it, right? Talk them down and come on, what you, what you mean? You know, and they'll, <laughs> and, and they'll, you know, but when we're talking about an adult and maybe a work situation and you, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean any harm, right? <laughs> I didn't mean any harm, right? Nikki? Uh, click that off and back on real quick. I don't know why they're doing that to me. Oh, that's still weird. Okay. Check, one, two, yes. All right. You sound wonderful. <laughs> um, so this might be a little off, mm -hmm. but complimenting versus insulting is to me, like a lot of times, some people will say, you know, like we're talking about if you hurt somebody and they tell you, and you kind of come back and say, Well, if I hurt you, because now you're insulting them by saying, I really didn't hurt you, but if I did, then I'm sorry. So removing that kind of words and, and really um actually um apologizing and taking the if out of there because they told you that they were insulted so removing that if i insulted you and actually just really sympathetic you know being apologetic and sincere yeah so i would take what you said absolutely correct that you know and take the if out and say you know i apologize for insulting you because you're an important person to me so there's my compliment that you are important to me Right? Because you wouldn't care if you heard if they weren't important. Right? So you that's a way to compliment. And I know it's hard because when we're angry, we want to be abusive. Now you you're you're probably not thinking that, but I want to drill that into your head that that's what you're doing. When I get angry, my knee-jerk reaction is to abuse this person. Tear them down, make belittle them make them hurt right i want you to drill that in your head that's abusive and we want to be able to be angry without being abusive and so i'm just going to run through these real quick because i think it's way i think we're way over time right three minutes, three minutes. and so positive picture of the past versus a negative i think that's pretty much self-explanatory that you know when a person's dealing with a past situation you know well we're in a better place now. What happened then has made us stronger, even though it's not something that we would like to do again, right? 
that's not, you know what? You've always been this way. You've been doing this for 20 years. You're never going to change. Right? I can give, give people the opportunity to notice that they have improved. Some people will never let you up. They will put their foot on you and keep you down forever. No matter what your progress is, no, you, you, you haven't made any progress. No, you actually have. I'm still in pain over some things, but you are doing better, right? Positive picture of the present versus, again, the negative. So a lot of times is that, well, we're here now because of what you've done. This is all your fault. Right? That's negative, right? Well, a positive picture, a picture of the present is that, well, we're actually in a better place than we were. Things could be worse. Mm -hmm. At least we're together. <laughs> or, you know, anything but this negative stuff. Because when you have that negative stuff in your head, you're going to abuse this person. You're going to be abusive towards them. A positive picture of the future. It's always going to be like this. You're, you're, you're never going to change. This is the stuff that people are, are saying to folks. Of course, you can change. You know? Right. And the difference is, man, I, 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 my hope is that we won't be here a year from now, two years from now, that we'll grow from this point. You know? And with God's grace and his help, I think we can do it. Oh, man. Amen. All right, so got through that. I think this would be the next, but we'll we'll come back to that. We'll add that on for next week. <laughs> Amen. You close this out in prayer. I will. But I was just <laughs> going to say that I did notice a fact between the hurt and the heal is that it takes a lot more work to actually do the heal part. Yeah. Than it is the hurt part. Because it's easier to be mean and dismissive and harsh to people. It's 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 easier. It's easier to say, no, it's never gonna get better than the actually, you know how much strength it takes to say it will get better. That takes a lot of strength. That takes actually trusting God. As long as I trust in my flesh. Then I can stick with it'll never be any better than this. Yes. And that feels right. Yes. And to trust in people. Because I just, I'm like walking through those things, like to think, like, how do I compliment instead of insult? It like, makes you slow and you down. You have to put the brake on and be like, mm, how do I say it makes you slow down. And it's, but our goal uh, is to create a safe environment. A safe church, a safe home, a safe place, right? That should be our goal. We don't want to keep hostile environments with people walking around with PTSD. You see what I'm saying? We want a safe environment, you know? And that, that's, a, that's our heart. That's our goal for our church and any and every church. You know, if we got to go and teach this at other churches, we can do that too. Because we want to create that safe environment. And it starts with us as individuals, as somebody said earlier, that I got to start with me. I got to be safe with the things I say and what, what I don't say. And, you know, okay. Amen. Prayer. Prayer. Announcements, real quick. Announcements, you can do announcements. Okay. And then... Men's tomorrow, 
uh, everyday prayer, 6 a.m. prayer line. Prayer line was rocking this morning. I heard it. Oh, yeah. um, so everyday prayer line. Men's tomorrow. Uh, Saturday, women's 9.30 in person. Uh, Sunday service. Okay. And then don't forget. Uh, I want to let you guys know, too, that I am on a podcast on Monday um, for um, Girls Rest on a podcast. So be looking on it for it on Facebook or on, um, I believe it's on uh, I, the, I, what is the iPodcast? iTunes. iTunes. And so it's talking about being a pastor's wife <laughs> and um, dealing with people in the church. So uh, just let y'all know that. And I was honest, I didn't lie. Uh, so <laughs> pray out. Um, but I challenge you guys to, to implement this this week. Um, take note of what take note what is difficult for you and take note what may be easier so you might not have to work as hard and bring it back to the table next week so um, Father God we just thank you Lord for this time together we ask that you continue to expand us and grow us in your word that we would be more like you the character of your son that Jesus would shine through our words and our actions, that we will reflect you at all times, even in times of offense and in times of good. And so, Lord, we just ask that you guide us and direct us in each and every step of the way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. If you enjoyed this video, like, subscribe, and share this content with others. Thanks for watching. God bless.